0: I've never seen a diamond in the flesh I cut my teeth on wedding rings Dude, that's pretty oh, cool just yeah, that is a sad that, that is a sad, sad. clown <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good <laughs> This is the clue Bringing you weekly interviews with F3 Omaha Pack, exploring their F3 experiences, and finding those sticky elements that create the glue in the gloom. The timing uh, worked out really well uh, for this one. I think uh, we got a man who's really special to the F3 Omaha region and, and just the way he leads, but also a guy who's moving soon. And so uh, excited to get to talk with you, uh, Side Dish, and just um, hear about your journey, your story, and um, also figure out how we can get F3 started where you're going. I don't know if that's gonna be possible or not, but uh, why don't you just start us off with uh, sort of who EH'd you first first out? how'd you get started in F3? Yeah, thanks for having me. Um, yeah,
1: EH by mac and cheese. Um, at the time we were cutting and talk together. Um, this is in the summer of 2020, so July, August of 2020. Um, I knew him from college at, at Creighton. Uh, I moved away for a couple of years, moved back, started coaching together, and he's like, hey, there's a workout group. There's one opening up you know, right by where you live. You know, Saturday is when it's 7 o'clock, going out. I was like, uh, I don't really want to get up early. I don't really want to go out and... Do like a group activity workout. I usually like my own stuff in the gym or just running by myself. Um, but he kept pushing and pushing. And He's like, "Hey, that you know, it starts you know this weekend. It starts you know a couple days." I was like, "Right, you know, whatever. I'll give it a shot. You know, no harm in doing it once." Um, and then the so that was Saturday it started the night before my car battery died, and so I was. I texted him trying to figure out a ride and spreadsheet, honey from college as well. Just going out down there, so he picked me up. Uh, this was back when I think it was the Khakis Challenge. Oh, yeah. do every site in a month. So oh. Mac and Cheese had it all planned out to do Khakis Challenge. So like I'm doing Oracle or whatever it was that Saturday. I can't come downtown, but spreadsheet will get you. Um, so this was, I think, the second Canyon workout ever. Um, so it was like tater tots queue. And the first exercise we did was the zombie run. Oh, yeah. so like arms up, arms forward. And I was like hanging with like the front pack. So like, I can do this. This is not that bad. Yeah. Half an hour later, I was on the ground talking to Waffle for the uh, last 10 minutes of the workout because I was gassed. Yeah. Um, and then I got named. And I think it was... I can't remember who named me, but I was doing things I I like to do. Uh, Said I was coming back from my, at the time, fiance's med school. Um, But I said I was EH EH for mac and cheese. And so I had side dish off of mac and cheese, eh me. Nice. And I was talking to to Tater as he was putting my email and stuff and getting me all signed up. And I mentioned that I was gonna go out to Oracle at West well, my car rider died he's like oh we couldn't even like tow truck or jumpstart or spark plug or you know he listed off like eight names based <laughs> on that one little thing he's like oh could even knew a better name And i was like ah, that's fine
0: yeah um, and, you, and for, you've
1: embraced it right you've embraced sight. yeah 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 for a while i, I didn't love it just because it wasn't really like about me it was mm-hmm. about who we h me mm-hmm. um but now there's a couple guys that i've brought out that have names based on like the, the food theme, um, the guy who's my, my best man at my wedding is named Hot Dish. He's from Minnesota. Nice. So kept in, in the Dish family. Um, I love to cook. So um, I've really kind of grown to like it, I guess, after a couple years of having it
0: yeah that's awesome and so the so you mentioned before um f3 you were kind of running or weight lifting or, weightlifting uh-huh. or how, how do you feel like the the fitness part you mentioned the first workout was challenging how's it been just kind of along the the journey have you grown from a first step perspective oh it's been good it's been easy to be consistent Yeah,
1: with this um my second workout well i it was two steps uh like two year anniversary i think um so he did like a huge run out at a Aldrich on the following Saturday. And I ended up in a bush, curled up, trying to <laughs> hide. Because was, everyone was giving like affirmations at the end. And it was like a giant group of like 30 plus guys. Yeah, I was okay. like, you guys gotta talk faster because I'm not gonna make it through the next five minutes of praising two-step. So I uh, excused myself for a couple minutes to go uh, <clears throat> take care of some, some real low business. Yeah. But yeah, it's been good since then. I did the uh Spartan race uh last year, I think, two years ago. Um, out in
0: Indiana with those guys.
1: Nice. That that kicked my butt. <laughs> but
0: yeah. That's awesome. The Spartan race is the one where you're like, there's all the obstacles, but there's all it's also pretty far, like distance wise, right? Isn't it? Yeah. They told us it was like twelve and a half, but no one I talked to got less than fourteen. Yeah. <laughs>
1: so and it was like up and down sand dunes and like through water. So it was not like a flat 14 miles. It was a, you know, arduous 14 miles.
0: Yeah. But that was a lot of fun. That's awesome. I suppose they figure once you're there, you know, what's too many miles, right? What's, yeah. You know? Yeah. That's awesome. So so you came in and um, Canyon was your, your first workout. Where did you find mm-hmm. yourself sort of gravitating um, different location-wise? Did you kind of stay sort of east or did, it sounds like you went kind of all over maybe? I think I stayed mostly east. Um, I think my first several
1: uh, non Saturday beatdowns were Future. Yeah. Um, it was like nice, close one. I used to do, um, I forgot the name of, of what it is now, um, but like X arbon I would do those uh, Tuesday, Wednesdays. Um, and now they have opened up like Ironwood, um, Beverly Hills. I used to do paradise a lot. So I've yeah. yeah, I've mostly stayed, you know, you still have 72nd, except for paradise.
0: Yeah. Well, because you've got <clears throat> so stints in there, you've got you'd have corn husker and then heavy metal and mm-hmm. yeah, so that's good. So getting kind of a full balanced uh, workout with weights and yeah, everything you need. That's awesome. What um, you know, so it sounds like as you came in, you maybe knew a couple guys um, with mac and cheese and, and spreadsheet, but you know tell me a little bit about like the second f and just sort of building relationships from from your perspective how's, how did that go or how's it going today yeah it's been really good
1: um it it helped to come in and like no one knows you no one expects anything from you we're all going to show up and do this this thing together and just get coffee yeah and that's a very like low low threshold to, to clear just if you're bad at working out no one cares yeah, you're great at working out, no one cares.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so there, there's no pressure to to be good at this. There's no pressure to, you know, you're kind of ushered into to leading eventually, but there's no pressure to, to do anything you're not ready for.
0: Yeah.
1: And so I think that that goes for um, the second half part too, because you're not pressured into going to coffee. You're not pressured into mobile chattering or you're not pressured into anything else that you're not willing to do until you're ready. Yeah. I think some of my favorite, like cafeterias and second half stuff has been, you know, meeting someone new and be like, all right, what do you, what do you do? I'm like, oh, well, I'm a, uh, I don't know, real estate lawyer. So we have so many lawyers in F3 and just hearing all about like the intricacies of, of of that thing. well, I had no idea about all this stuff, but it's cool to hear you talk about it. And I'm excited to learn from you about things you care about.
0: Yeah. I love that. And so it sounds like too, um, you've been able to participate in, in coffee. Has that been, been the case? You feel like you find yourself able to go most mornings? Yeah. I used to not go at all. Um,
1: whether at first I first, I drink didn't drink coffee at all before F3. <laughs> so F3 is to for my, uh, coffee, <laughs> coffee addiction now.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I guess I'm more addicted to the, is it the second half part than I am to coffee?
0: Yeah.
1: Um, But yeah, I I, I didn't go for a while. Then I would go like once a week. And now I go pretty much every every day. Um, Every day I can at least. And for a while I was doing school and work. So I'd go right from the beat down, uh, go to UMC, start working, three hours off for class, pick up work again. So I couldn't really go to coffee during those times. Mm -hmm. So my entire day was like five o'clock to, you know, Nine ten PM was all scheduled out. Just wasn't time for coffee, and it made the beatdowns less fun. He was like, well, once I finish here, I'm going to go right to work, mm. and have no time to just relax and and hang out.
0: Yeah, man. I you know it's interesting you said that. It's, what do you think it was that that um, sort of convinced you to start going to coffee? Was it just it's more you know guys just kept inviting you, or what was the what what changed? I think I saw that
1: guys were forming bonds that I just didn't have. Mm-hmm. And I've been coming for a couple months and people always seem to, to know each other and and would be more social. And I'm pretty naturally introverted in the first place. And so I'm not going to be able to form relationships just you know out of the blue. And so I figured, well, if I'm, if I'm not getting the social side out of this just at the beat down, Maybe I'll just go to coffee. So nice. that's designed for more social interaction. And went a couple times and and started getting to know more guys. And, you know, once you know a couple, like, well, I didn't talk to you at the beatdown. I'll talk to you at coffee. So it just kind of started a couple times and just kept going and going and going.
0: That's awesome. I You know, I, w- I wonder if you would share, because I, I think you're, you're definitely not alone in sort of feeling more introverted and maybe that like it's hard to even know how to start, right? Like a go to coffee and even initiating some of those conversations, but it sounds like you've got some self-awareness, right? That like I'm introverted and I have to push myself, but what, I don't know, any, any advice or kind of um, insight for guys that are maybe finding themselves, like they want to build the relationships, but they're not quite sure how to initiate anything that you've learned there you could share with us. Yeah, I think, I
1: mentioned a little bit ago, like you don't have to talk. You just ask someone, you know, what do you do? And, you know, plenty of guys will share a lot about what they do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Or maybe it's, you know, what do you have fun tell me about your family or your kids or your app? Or, you know, where was your last vacation? Mm-hmm. And enough things will come up where you'll hit a, a, you know, common ground or something that they're passionate about. And they'll just, you know, keep going. You know, like, I know I'm that way where if you could be talking about like data stuff, I'll just keep going or, or, or soccer, I'll talk for hours, find something like that. We can just listen and kind of just keep poking them for more information and it takes all the stress out of, you know, that interaction. Yeah. It's all on them to keep talking and you just get to learn.
0: Yeah, find, find an extrovert, right, and ask him, <laughs> ask him one, a question, and they'll talk Yeah, about I really, I love that. You know, I think the, um, it may be something that I, other guys, I'm sure, have maybe clued into this, but I haven't fully realized it myself, is just the, we've removed the expectations, right, from a lot of these things that in maybe some social settings, it feels like there are expectations. But I, I love that you've identified that, because I do think that's huge. You know, we just, it, it doesn't matter what, you know, first, second, or third F, we're maintaining the core principles and we're not um, expecting anybody to be a, a certain way or, you know, so I, I think that's really key. I, I love that you identified that. I, you know, I also, I, I remember, um, a couple of times at paradise at Q source, just you sharing life and insights and just your, your thoughts on things. And I'm, I'm curious um, how, from your perspective has Q source been, is that been a good resource or a good second F uh, that for you? Yeah, I think that's why I went to Paradise
1: was for, for source because for a while I was like, oh, it's the running side, I want to go run. Like, I'm not going to be able to keep up with these guys, but I got more used to F3 in general. I was like, well, being the slowest guy at Paradise is not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Being the weakest guy at, at Heavy Metal is not a bad thing. So I started going to Paradise and went to a couple of Q sources, and I had done um, stuff like, like that in college where it's a more, I don't know, heavier book topic. Mm-hmm. And we'll discuss um, more emotional or um, intellectual things. And I really miss that. So mm-hmm. I think source is a good way to um, pick someone's brain and uh, just listen to different ideas and different topics and you don't have to agree with everyone or everything that's said, but it's, it's good to learn everyone's thought process. Because even if you don't agree with their outcome or what they think, it's good to know how they got there. So you can respect the thought process even if you don't like the, the outcome.
0: Yeah. No, I, I love that. Yeah, and I think it's key, right, to the to the group that we have guys with different ideas and perspectives, right? I mean, Uh you know, nobody grows if we just show up and we read the thing and everybody agrees, and we move on. Right. It's kind of like, you know, we need, we need to hear other perspectives to grow. So I I love that. What, you know, I am curious your thoughts on this and um, you know, maybe it's no different. You know, I think when I started F three, I was 33. um, But just as a younger guy coming into this group, You know, I wonder if you would just share. I don't know if there are challenges or or barriers or things that maybe some of the older guys aren't aware of, or just what's your perspective? I mean, are there things we could be doing better, or just I don't know anything you would share in that space? Yeah, I mean, for all is not hard, but it's different when you end up
1: with a coffee with four other guys and they all have kids Mm -hmm. talking about kids' sports and buying a house and. You know whatever married with kids problems I have, mm-hmm. which isn't a bad thing yeah it's just it's not something I could relate to and <clears throat> I think as a I joined at like twenty five or so um, at the time I w- I wasn't engaged yet um, so I wasn't really having any like marriage and and you know, adult, I'll say, adult problems. Sure. It was all, like, kid stuff. Yeah. Um, so it was hard to pair kind of up my head around, well, this stuff is good to hear about. And finding the value in learning how other guys dealt with marriage and life and, and kids. It took me a while to get around to that. And, and now, like, it's, it's one thing I'll, I'll ask about is, like, how like, you seem like you have a good marriage and a good life. What can I learn from you? That, hmm. that wasn't really my first thought when I was starting out. It was, I want to talk about sports and I want to talk about, you know, the more fun, not adult topics. Sure. Um, that's to answer a question of, like, what can we do to get more like, young people involved? But I don't know. It's a good question.
0: Yeah. Do you think it drives younger guys away? I mean, if they show up and it kind of feels like all of the, like you said, you know, married with kids sort of problems, if you know, they feel like I can't fit in here and then they maybe don't come back. Do you think that's happening? I think a little bit. um, Yeah, because it's hard to,
1: I think as we've gotten bigger and like we've sectored now and, you know, every area has their own core. Mm -hmm. It's hard to walk into a group and say, well, everyone here is chummy with each other and they all seem like they know each other and their families and everything going on. It's hard to break into that as someone who's probably just out of college recently and lost that core college friend group and is moving on to adult friends and looking for that. Like, well, on the outside now, how do I get on the inside without feeling pressured or awkward or like i don't belong in this thing
0: yeah is, is that do you think um because i know we did a i think we just did one i don't know if we've done any more but like the hate pop-ups or maybe it's some of the second half, maybe happy hours or or events that are maybe more catered to younger guys do those help you think i think so um like we just did this morning we made a a frisbee pop-up yeah
1: i was out at burke um I don't know if anyone else. Well, there's one FNG there who was pretty young, like at least twenties. I think it's some more of those uh, like sporty or active things that like, will help. Pay hey, yeah. pop up is definitely good. Um, yeah, I think I think it can go both ways with like happy hours for guys that like aren't going home to kids right away, mm-hmm. coming out for for happy hour. I think the horse track is. In discussion to be going again, yeah. Out at a uh, Stinson, so things like that are always good to kind of take the pressure off of getting up at five in the morning, go to yeah. work out, and trying to feel like you belong. Just yeah, I'm at five thirty and at 530 p.m. and you can belong.
0: Yeah, I love that. I do think you know it's interesting, right? Because the guys, just as the pack sort of changes, right, And the, the age of people, and you know, but ultimately, right, is if we just stop with the guys that are currently involved and we don't involve some younger guys now, right, it, it doesn't continue to grow, right, it doesn't serve our mission. So I, I love it. It's cool to see with the sector and all the different leadership teams getting creative with how do we continue to engage other groups of guys, right, and just really pushing this idea of open to all men, like, to, to the limits, right? How do we just how do we catch this pocket of guys that maybe don't feel like they could come and be a part of, um, and the, the Frisbee AO, you know, um, I was joking with Gator this morning. I think Gator wants to call it sporty spice, but I don't know. We'll, we'll probably, uh, work with, with, uh, scuba on that, but I, I do think there's a lot of momentum there. Um, and it's mm-hmm. cool cause I think just in May, right. They've had maybe four pop-ups or so, and there's been F and G's showing up. And, you know, so, so truly, um, something there that, that we can uh, lean into. So I would uh, look for uh, that to be a future sort of rotating AO. And maybe some of these things are seasonal, you know, but it's Uh um, sort of leaning into some of the Q source topics that talk about, you know, failure, right? It's like, let's try some of these things and adapt them as, as the packs grow. But what, um, you know, from your perspective too, also curious of like with, you know, so you got married, you got engaged and married sort of as you were in F3 and it sounds like maybe, um, has F3 had any impact on, on your marriage or who you are as a, as a husband? I think so. Um, from like a, a physical
1: standpoint, like I'm in better shape than I was three years ago. Yeah. Um, I'm just a healthy person overall both mentally, physically, um, just getting to hear guys be honest. Mm during COTs and it might not even be like the most serious topic in a COT just hearing someone be open and say, here is you know, my life. Here's what I'm dealing with. Here's what's on my mind and, and seeing that, you know, I can be open and, and vulnerable, not just with my wife, but in general, mm-hmm. I think that's always going to benefit relationships. Um, so yeah, I, I think I'm a, a better man today because of F3. And I think my wife, i recognize that. Mm-hmm. Um, I joined at F3 at a, at a pretty rough time in my life. And just having a constant thing was, was a huge benefit. Yeah, It happened to be that, that this is what it was. And it was a workout that was healthy for my physical and mental well-being. But just having a thing that's going to be there every day consistently, um, for me it was it was the, the biggest thing. Yeah, like I can go, I can not go, but it's going to be there, and I can choose to to be part of it. it was was massive for me.
0: Yeah. I, I love that. And I think, um, I mean, everybody's wife appreciates our, our better bodies, right? uh, but exactly. I, you know, I know you mentioned being a little bit, maybe more introverted, but curious, if, would you be willing to share what you were going through when you started F3? Yeah. Um, so my first COT was about
1: this, um, back at the Canyon. Like back then it was probably TC waffle cyclone and spreadsheet. I think we're in people to my, uh, VQ. Um, but I lost my mom to cancer uh, July of 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, so still dealing with that to this day. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so and I had gotten to be there when she passed. Uh, we knew it was coming. And so if there's one good thing about that year it was that we knew it was coming and to be, be prepared. Um, and I could be there with her back in Minnesota.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then... Um, after the funeral and stuff, came back down here and felt really, you know, lost and confused and dealing with a lot of, a lot of pain and a lot Mm -hmm. of hurt. So like I mentioned before, just having a place like I can go, no one knows who you are, what you're dealing with to show up and, and be a part of something was the, the, the best thing for me during that time.
0: Yeah. Man, I'm, I'm sorry to hear that. And I, I do think, you know, what's cool is you, you learn sort of the value of being vulnerable and then you had a place to be yourself and be vulnerable and in a, in a time where you really don't know what to do, right? Um, so I, I love that you learned that. And then as you were going through that, you had a, a place to sort of, you know, just experience. I, that's one of the most fascinating things to me is like a lot of us don't have a lot of guys at least you know outside of f3 they don't have a place to go when life happens right unexpectedly sort of the flux as the q source calls it or you know life on life's terms is what (laughs) 12-step programs call that um so it's just cool that you know that you had a a space and i'm sure it'll never be easy but um you know as you think about maybe that event and just the um, kind of the third F and and maybe F three. How, how does that all combine? What's your been your journey with a from a third F perspective? Yeah, so I so our
1: sort of beginning, you know, Sunday school confirmation. Um, I grew up as a Lutheran, hmm. which I kind of my wife grew up Catholic, so she's always confused. Like, why don't Lutherans like? do all this weird stuff that we do. I'm like, well, cause if we're the cool, cool Christians and we don't really <laughs> care about stuff.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, not to uh, bachelor on Catholics, but yeah, totally. Lutherans right. are much more chill. Yeah. Um, I'm Lutheran too, by the way. So I love that. Nice. That's awesome. nice. <laughs> um, yeah. And I almost didn't go to Creighton because I was like, I don't want to go to a Catholic Jesuit school. It seemed like they are going to be super strict on stuff. Yeah. Um, but no, I went to Creighton. Everything's good. Jesuits are cool. Um, I never had the, the strongest faith. Just kind of went through the motions growing up, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but as I've gotten older, I guess, I've kind of seen it as a, a more personal relationship. Church always seemed very structured and very, we're going to read this passage and we're going to talk about stuff and we're going to tell you what your relationship with, with God should be.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: And... Like as a kid, you're like, all right, cool, whatever. I'll show up to communion and then confirmation and I'll do whatever because I don't really know enough to say otherwise. Um, I struggled with my faith a lot when i mom got diagnosed with cancer, and that was back when I was in college, mm-hmm. so 20, 2016. Um, You know, The classic question of, well, oh, why is this bad thing happening? No. If God is good, then why is this happening? Um, which is not an original question to have, especially when that happens. Um, But for me, that kind of helped me to alter my perception of of my faith, going from more of the communal sense of church and and that to a um, the god of Sunday school is not the god of being 25 and losing your
0: mom—yeah,
1: those are two different perceptions uh, of faith. And so, and now as an adult, I've kind of come to the the place of—you of, know—I can have God in my life. That doesn't make my life perfect. And I think faith should always be a be a personal thing. It's yeah. a connection between you and God and for me that doesn't really include like a formal church mm-hmm. um, but for example like for our wedding we got married in a chapel so mm-hmm. we didn't really go to a church we got married by a ant, Um, because neither of us are like that religious we still want to have like God in our lives and that was something that, that we wanted um, just as like a separate like we're not doing like the formal Catholic service but we're still going to have this faith element to our relationship. Yeah, that's kind of how I've adapted my faith over the years, I guess.
0: Do you, do you feel like your, when your mom passed that, it sounds like that sort of pushed you to kind of go deeper. You seem, you seem like a really intellectual, like deep thinker kind of guy. So it, it sounds like, I mean, when, when that event happened, you were like, you kind of went deeper into what do I really believe? Is that, am I hearing you right? Yeah, that's fair. Um, been kind of been something i've been
1: getting towards and that was just the the shock i needed to really reflect on how i felt
0: yeah yeah well i i love um hearing that story and you you know a lot of guys have a very similar story right sort of brought up in the church and then you know you kind of do this exploration and then they're you know different a lot of different ways of doing it now is, you know, as you're married and having a family and all that sort of stuff. I, I am curious your thoughts when you think about like F3 and trying to um, at least provide guys resources to explore, you know, to develop that relationship. Um, do you, how do you feel like we're doing? Are we, are we doing okay at giving guys a place where they can explore their, their faith, but sort of in that own personal relationship space or. I think so. Yeah. Um, I, a, a big part of that is,
1: and you know, I, this isn't like universal, but at the prayer, at the end mm-hmm. addressing sky Q yeah, rather than God. And I think that's, you know, goes back to the, to what does faith mean? Faith mm-hmm. means that you believe in something mm-hmm. and whether you're Christian or Muslim or Jewish, like whatever you believe, believe in something.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and I, I could be right I could be wrong no idea but it's that belief in something and being being open to believing something that's not just yourself I think is the biggest thing for me that that helps to make me feel more connected
0: yeah.
1: is that there's it's not just one answer it's not just one way of viewing things you can have your stuff, I can have my stuff, but at the end of the day, we'll ball up mana. We'll say, Dear Sky Key, thanks for things being here
0: today. Mm-hmm. And we'll go from there. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And some guys have even sort of felt like, you know, the F three in a way is their uh, church community, right? I mean, I think that so much of it is um, is community, right? Where do I where are the people that I can go to when times get tough, when a, a loved one passes away or when I'm struggling with, you know, addiction or whatever it might be. And, um, that's hard to find, you know, I, I think in my experience, uh, there's a lot of churches where, you know, and, and I, I have to be careful cause I'm sort of, you know, this, I'm talking about myself here in some days, but it's like churches have church people talking about church stuff and kind of lose sight of real life and what, um, people are actually going through, you know, and and I guess I remember a time where I was so focused on sort of learning about church that I certainly wasn't experiencing it. And so I think um, just realizing everybody's on their, you know, a different step along the way and, um, you know, just allowing people to, to be there. It's kind of like, kind of like EH and a guy, right? You can't force mm-hmm. them to come. Everybody kind of is ready when they're ready. And yeah um you know i'm curious your thoughts too you've made a comment in there it sounded like you and your wife maybe have had some intentional conversations about um sort of how you're how you're gonna conduct your your marriage or what you're gonna believe in together that um i don't always hear that I'm curious is that uh, was that your idea or how did you guys sort of decide like we're gonna sort of share our faith
1: yeah um i don't know how it started but we've done a lot of like, long road trips, and so it's given us a lot of time to just talk about stuff. Um, Yeah, I don't know if we ever, like, thought of, like, decided, like, we're going to do this, but we've talked about if and when we have kids, like, how do we, raise them Mm -hmm. in, because we can't be like, well, your mother and I have this faith-based relationship. It's very unique and very, and it fits us, but we can't, like, indoctrinate you in in that thing because it misses the whole backstory of, like, how we got there. Mm. So we can't, like, tell a four-year-old, you know, here's 20 years of our our, our faith journey and why we believe this way. Because it started with, like, going to church. Yeah. So, um, and we kind of got to the point where, like, well, we can't really force them into anything. We hopefully want them to come to a conclusion where, like, I am comfortable with my faith and what I believe,
0: and I'm confident in how I feel. Oh, that's cool. That's, yeah. I love that. I mean, it's it's really cool just to hear, hear you leading um, where you are, right? Leading your marriage really well. And, no, you know, sort of knowing that you maybe are more introverted, but still having the courage to lead those conversations with your M. I mean, that's really, really cool. I think that's the... I don't know. That's just, I think that's really cool. And that's, that's you leading uh, at home. I, I do want to talk a little bit about leadership sort of within F3. And so I think I'm um, curious uh, if you have any fun stories about like your, your VQ or maybe the first workout that you led, you remember that or. Yes. Yeah, so I was at the Canyon and like I said, it was uh, TC,
1: waffle cyclone spreadsheet. Well, I do one more there. Cause we had groups of, like two groups of three. So there's one, one more, I think. Who's probably gonna be listening to this and like I was there. He forgot <laughs> me. It might have been Fairy actually. Fairy was a guy that was down there for a while and I think his yeah. shifts switched so he can't work take yeah. him out anymore. Anyway. Um so yeah, my VQ was built around it was a three man grinder down at the Luminarium now, the first side of the canyon back then. And it was it was like chicken peckers stairs and burpees nice and it was built around um so my mom's worth it was 614 so there was like six burpees 14 lunges i think was the first and that was like the post station so you're we counting yeah. everyone else was just amrap um yeah and then spreadsheet was getting his haircut i think so we had to leave early I think that I remember from three years ago from VQ.
0: <laughs> that's awesome.
1: Um, but yeah, and then I, my CT is my mom passing and like that's why I was there was because I needed uh, a community to belong to. Um, but yeah, no, that was uh, a couple months in, I think. Like one day we were leaving and TC was like, hey, Dish, you want to lead next week? I was like, uh, not really, but yes. Sure, yeah. got voluntold to do it back then i had all my cots written out i had all my workouts written out like days in advance
0: and then now i'll just plan it on the drive to the (laughs) to the workout yeah no i love that i you know do you feel like you were did you have um enough preparation or or just curious like so from your perspective it seems sounds like it went really well and um yeah yeah, no.
1: pretty easy with six of us to to have a a plan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I, I intentionally did a, a
0: grinder, so I wouldn't have to count. Yeah. There you go. That's <laughs> awesome. So you learned pretty early what to avoid, yeah. right? It's, yeah. You know, counting is the hardest part. Mm-hmm. I love that. What and how did that um, progress over time into the taking on the shovel flag down there at Canyon? Yeah, like I went there pretty much like every
1: week for the first year. And then this would have been about 10, 11 months in. It's time to pass flags over. And TC Waffle and uh, Cyclone approached spreadsheet and I about it. And I'd been going there. I was going to keep going there. So it made sense to take a trouble flag. Um, That led to probably about 25 texts from Tater over the next year on a <laughs> Saturday afternoon, being, "Hey guys, you got a queue?
0: <laughs>
1: Just putting us on there. We'll figure it out." Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, it was a good time. Uh, I think that was when it almost closed down because um, there was pretty low attendance at the time, and um, it was I think our most well, it's still most Western Eastern site, mm-hmm. but. Just wasn't getting a lot of traffic um so we kind of all came together well we're gonna keep doing this whether it's open or not and we had i think at the time there was the matrix mm-hmm. which was the online beatdown on saturday mornings we like tried with a phone to like cord stuff and like join that workout didn't really panned out yeah and there were some times that winter where we had just two of us there yeah and we figure something out or three of us and figure something out and go to coffee.
0: But now it's alive and thriving at the at the new site. Yeah. I, you know, it's interesting, right? Cause every site seems to go through um, sort of the ups and downs as far as numbers and I, and you know, numbers are, uh, you know, smaller workout groups in my opinion are actually, I mean, that's it, that's in our mission statement, but uh, yeah. you actually get to know those guys a lot better. I, I can remember several times out at the maze where it'd be, you know, I think I had one workout that was just like tater and bubbles and tonight show. And I, and um, you know, I had a plan to do a thousand burpees and they basically were like, no, what's what's option two. Uh, okay. But you know, I, like some of those workouts are are the best, but I, I'm curious from a site queue perspective, how did you, how did you guys work through that or what do you think was the the catalyst to getting it back to know, sort of more guys attending? I don't know. I think
1: over that time we found our identity hmm. of we're going to be a little bit less traditional, so we didn't do back blasts. Um, kind of the rule of like no purpose of the canyon. Yeah. Um, had the phrase the best sunrise in the metro, so like we had our own like identity, not intentionally different from the rest of F three, but just kind of ended up that we needed to be unique enough to pull like the old timers away from the pit and the Oracle and the mm-hmm. other Saturday sites. Yeah. like so we weren't, we had a couple of guys that, that we aged on there. But we weren't pulling like a ton of new guys in or other guys away. So we just kind of stuck it out over the winter until it got warm again. And then kind of managed to, I don't know, stick it out long enough for people to
0: see how cool it was. Yeah. one the location too, right. Cause you guys had to deal with the construction down there and, and mm-hmm. now it's probably the location's going to be stable for, you know, for a while longer. Hopefully. Right. They hopefully don't hopefully, have yeah. to do <laughs> anything, but what was the, did you, so talk to me about EH and guys that lived down there. Was it just not conducive to their schedule or cause there's a lot of apartments right down there. Right. Yeah. So I mean, Joe Buck was oh, just yeah. running by EHM.
1: Um, I just saw like the Gallup side was so out of the way mm-hmm. that like no one's gonna be walking by. Gallop. There was a couple of guys that were down there that we would see a couple weeks in a row, on their own run. Mm-hmm. Like oh like next time I'm busy today I gotta go with the kids. Like, yeah. All right, we'll be you know back here next week. Never saw them again. Never showed up. Mm-hmm. Um, I always assumed we'd get more guys with the uh, the new site. Mm-hmm. on the mall um i'm like i might have missed a couple of years from that but yeah i don't know if it's just really intimidating or
0: we're yeah. going too fast for people now
1: yeah yeah
0: what uh, you know i am curious too like one of the things we're trying to do is is reinvigorate male community leadership right and um one of the ways we do that is through helping guys learn they can lead right gain gaining confidence through a vq and then being a, a site queue curious if you feel like you've grown your leadership abilities or have those roles helped you at all you feel like at home or work or otherwise well i think so yeah just i'm being a site you having to
1: just have responsibility for keeping this this thing going
0: mm-hmm.
1: and by the end it was running itself like we didn't really need to worry about it dying um but just getting people there and making sure that it happens every week um i think just like being a, a weekly queue mm-hmm. has a, a bigger impact on, on leadership um just being adaptable and managing your own ego because like I, it is always i like small groups nicer or more because they're you know eight to ten guys it's a much more intimate group than it is to have 30 or 40 Yeah. But always a bit of an ego check when you get there and there's four guys when you start the, the core values. Like, yeah. well, is this me that only four guys showed up for? And is it my fault that no one's here? Or is there a, a VQ somewhere or a flag pass or it's just raining that day or whatever? Yeah. And you had to adapt your, your plans to fit four guys instead of 12 you planned on. And yeah, and just being able to adapt your, yourself to whatever you need to be. I mean, that's over the three years I think I've learned to do that a lot better
0: yeah that's a- any um, suggestions for guys that have that run into that sort of ego uh, thing? because I, I have definitely dealt with that over the years and, um I don't know you can go you can go many different ways but anything from your perspective mm-hmm. would have been helpful when you show up and there's not as many guys as you hoped would be there yeah I think the thing that I've always thought and like this applies to Said
1: more than just queuing is that it's not about you. Like, if you like, I think this happened a couple times at Future. Like, there was a like flag pass at the coop down the street, and other things going on in the, the community. So, I'd have four or five guys, or I can't even be two or three. Mm-hmm. Well, it's not that they saw you in the schedule and was like, I don't want to go to that guy's queue. He's a terrible leader. Yeah. Like, there's other stuff going on around you. So the small group that you're going to get is not your fault.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And it might be that someone was like, I don't want to throw the guy's Q, He's going to do a thousand burpees.
0: Yeah. <laughs> maybe it that. might
1: be on you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I've had that happen a few times, but I, I do think too, I just realizing like whatever guys show up, right. If, like if you believe in a power greater than yourself, whatever guys show up are, are there for a reason, bigger than you anyway. Mm-hmm. Right. And um, y- you know, if you're, I don't know. I just, I have, I have tried to, you know, advertise fewer burpees or you know, <laughs> different style workouts. Although a few times I've advertised and then I still did burpees. And so guys, I think don't believe me when I'm pre blasting out. Yeah. Um, yeah you, can't keep, you know, as, as you're thinking about uh, sort of other areas of leadership, I'm curious if you have any, so you were kind of sharing some advice for a guy who shows up and maybe there's not many guys attending right which i think is mm-hmm. it's really good i think we should all do that um what about for just site cues or any other advice maybe for fngs or guys trying to eh a, a guy would any advice that you would like to share from your experience oh boy um i
1: think in the big sense like there's, there's We've core values, sure, but there are no rules. Mm. Yeah. If, you're, if you're queuing, do what you want to do, Like there's, there's no. So, like, you must start with uh, so that's shuttle hops and end with American hammers. Yeah, we do most of the time, but it's not a rule. If you're trying to get a TH guy, like you don't need to be this fit to join or in this good of shape or whatever like there's no f3 police to say you did this workout wrong or you did this eh wrong or you brought the wrong guy out like yeah you show up and you're there that's the most important part
0: Yep. there's only F- f3 khakis right which is not <laughs> which is not the f3 police he may give you a hard time or grumble a little bit but he'll <laughs>
1: only get his bad side but
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah I love that. I think that's really good advice. It is funny that um, even though we know we often start with side start, hop and end with American hammers, it's it's like hard for me to avoid. I'm going to try to I, I cue tomorrow at future. I'm going to try to not not do that. See if I can just out of habit. But,
1: I've thought um, about it and was like, I'm not going to do it this time. And I get up there and I'm like, side start, hops. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah,
0: yep. And for some reason, it just flows nicely, but i think that's really good advice what what about um you know says you're thinking about you know you're you're moving uh and i believe that where you're moving does not have f3 close by right we've kind of talked about this right yeah they they do in salt lake it's
1: just on the south side
0: Yeah,
1: i'm on the north side so it's kind of a drive
0: yeah well you'll you'll have to get you in touch with their nantan and plant you know you could do some expansion work for them right there is a park by
1: my house that I've been looking at. Nice. I live in a neighborhood called, or I will live in a neighborhood called uh, Rose Hill, I think, or Rose Park. And I already have a name for an AO up there. Nice. So it's a neighborhood that was, uh, like after World War II, a lot of people came back and bought houses there. So it's a super old neighborhood that's now being revitalized with more investment and stuff and newer, like, young families coming in. And so I kind of want to name it, like, F3 Sleeping Beauty. Oh, Because, awesome. like, that's it's got awesome. the roses involved. It's, like, a yeah. hidden gem that's now being, like, reborn. And there's not really much on the north side of town. And uh, the hospital has a, like, intern class partner group. So I'll have, like, 30 new friends yeah. that
0: I have no other friends in Salt Lake yeah you're gonna need stuff to do have have you um looked on the f3 nation slack at all i bet the salt lake like at least their first step or nantan are are out there yeah i messaged the nantan when i went there in
1: january okay um so he knows i'm coming at some point i haven't talked to him since like february
0: but yeah that's awesome cool we'll be looking for that i can't wait to (laughs) see as that as that happens what you know, anything else that you feel like it, as you're kind of taking this next, next step? Because your last workout here is Saturday, right? Down at the Canyon. And right. then you officially are moving like Tuesday. next. Okay. Tuesday. Okay. What do you need from us as far as uh, encouragement or or prayers? Or what should we be thinking about uh, for you just to, as we're trying to support you as you're, as you're moving?
1: Oh, I don't know. Uh, I think I've gotten so much from the past three years that'd be selfish to ask for anything else. They had his prayers for a safe trip out there
0: mm-hmm.
1: and uh, for my wife for her new job, starting. So yeah. I'll keep the same thing going that I have the past eight months, but she's got a brand new career to start. So I'm super proud of her for getting us there. And it was a long journey to get out there in the first place, but. Because it's all paid off, so is, I'm just that's awesome. Yeah.
0: What? Um. You know, I. It's interesting you say that, right? That you. You know, you. It would be selfish to ask for anything else. But, um. Do you think you'll come back? Will you be back to visit? Will we see you? Oh yeah. I'll come back for work every now and then. Okay. Um, we've got a friend's
1: wedding next spring, I think. Okay. So i back here and there. So.
0: Awesome. We got a. Not good to be yet. Yeah, good. Well, we'll we'll be in touch, and I'll be looking for the F three Sleeping Beauty, uh, <laughs> Salt Lake AO. And I've I've got a brother in Salt Lake that i I might have an EH because he he he's the kind of guy that needs somebody to go with him. He won't go mm-hmm. himself. So uh, that'd be awesome. Well, anything else you feel like you would want to share, or just pieces of your story that maybe we didn't cover? Or... I don't think so. Yeah, it's been this was really fun. So thanks for uh, yeah having me on. Yeah, man, it's been great. And I, I love your story. I do think um, you know, a lot of guys will relate uh to just who, who you are and, and what you've shared. And so I think uh, you know, as, as always, we try to encourage people to you know reach out, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and, and connect um based on what they heard. So thank you for just being vulnerable. Um and it, if there's anything we can do, you know, as you're moving, uh definitely reach out. You know where to where to find us. So let's do a little name-a-rama here. I'll start us off. Uh Brandon <laughs> Hardy 37, the plague. The plague. Ah. Exactly, 28, side dish. Side dish, can you say the name without doing the gesture?
1: I bet you can't. <laughs> I tried it because I went somewhere where they didn't really do that. And I was like, did it by uh, by habit. That's awesome. I think Roadhouse thinks it's like a
0: deodorant stick. Oh, yeah. 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 That's... But, yeah. No, it's clearly you're mixing a side out. dish. What is your yeah. favorite side dish? I guess we should ask you that. Oh,
1: that's a good question. I'm a big fan of like, anything with potatoes. Okay. The sweet potatoes,
0: you know, baked, mashed, fried, you know. Anything. Anything potatoes. I love it. Well, thanks, man. I appreciate your time today. And uh, safe travels if I don't see you Saturday. Thank you. Appreciate it. All right. Later, man. Later.